We're starting to rant. I know we are. <laughs> uh, but but my okay, you're right. You're right. We're starting, We're starting to rant. <laughs> I'm so sorry. My oh fuck. This is an entertainment show. All right, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's we're swing supposed it back to be to entertaining, entertaining and not angry. <laughs> we are entertaining. We are a we are I'm angrily angry. entertaining you people. <laughs> we are entertainingly angry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to The Watch List with Patty and Bill. You can always catch up on our past episodes at www.thewatchlistpod.com. You can also engage with us on your social media at symbol, The Watchlist Pod. And everywhere there are podcasts, we are everywhere. So please subscribe to us where you listen to your favorite podcasts. Oh, man, what a day. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those days, and I've I've got a couple of things, so I'm going to be relatively brief today. All right. So that's good. And then I got a, a I've I've got my usual bone to pick with AMC, but we'll get to that <laughs> in a minute. They've become cool. my new masked singer, by the way. Oh, I thought you were going to say they're your new nemesis. Didn't I say that with mask singer? Uber. <laughs> so what did you watch? <laughs> so what did you watch? Well, uh, there's quite a few things actually. Um, it was quite a weekend, mm. but it was stupid short weekend. Um, the first thing we watched is called is a movie from. Uh, I want to say it's from 2012 called Safety Not Guaranteed. Uh, yeah. yeah that, I know that movie. Is Aubrey Plaza in that movie? Yes, she is. Uh, see, look at that. It rings a bell somewhere. Along with Mark Duplass and Jake Johnson. So what's that about again? So it's um, there's an unusual classified ad that inspires three magazine employees to investigate and they find an eccentric, paranoid, but likable supermarket clerk who thinks he has found a way to time travel. Hmm. So it's kind of a rom-com. Um, Aubrey Plaza is an intern at this magazine and she, you know, gets close to the guy who's placed the ad and wants to time travel to try and get, you know, his story and find out, you know, what the what. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's paranoid and shit goes down. Okay. Yeah. It was okay. It was pretty good. Dwight chose it and then it promptly fell asleep, missed the entire movie. <laughs> but I kept watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not not too shabby. No, it was okay. It was a good movie. You know, Aubrey Plaza makes everything a little bit better. Well, she's one of those extremely quirky sort of actress. Yeah, exactly. So she Where, makes it a little more interesting because she's not just, you know, any normal rom-com girl. You know, she's right. got a little bit of an edge to her. Right. You you know what you're getting when you get Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, exactly. Like, it would be weird to see her as, like, a straight dramatic role. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe? She might, she might be able to pull off a straight dramatic role. Uh, well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right. All right. So, 
I, I've only got a couple of things this week. So how many okay. things do you have? I got one, two. I have four other things. You've got four other things. Why don't you yeah. do another thing and then I'll jump okay. in. All, All right. right. The next movie we rented off of Amazon. And yeah. I'm a little annoyed that I rented it off of Amazon. <laughs> this okay. movie is called The Rental. And yes, we did a whole who's on first thing where he talked about where Dwight kept saying, you know, the rental. I'm like, what the fuck are we renting? The <laughs> rental. I'm like, oh, my God. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this is where two couples are on a weekend getaway and they think the owner of the house that they're renting is spying on them. All kinds of crazy shit. Secrets and sinister things happen. Yeah. Um, this one stars Dan Stevens from Downton Abbey, Allison Brie from Everything Awesome, and Jeremy Allen White, who plays Lip on Shameless. A, a show I do not watch, but okay. Oh, he, he's brilliant on Shameless. Yeah. And he's pretty good in this movie, too. But the movie itself, the whole thing is very cliche and, you know, kind of dumb. You well, know, as it starts up, I'm like, we've seen this already. I swear we've seen this already. And I realize it's not the movie I'm thinking of, but the whole thing has pretty much been done before. Well, and that sucks. Yeah. You know, you try to find something good and new and worth it. and Not worth it. Not Yeah. And then in the end, you're like, what the fuck? You're like, oh. Thanks for making me watch that garbage. <laughs> one of your first, one of your few terrible choices. But, eh. you know. but Dwight's got a really good track record. He though. does, which is why I was like, sure, okay, we'll rent it. You know, everybody. We will rent the rental. Everybody's <laughs> got one of those, you know, you, you, you swing for the fences sometimes and you miss. Yeah. But that's all right. All right. That's so. All right. One of the two things that I watched, I watched the first episode of Star Trek Lower Decks. That's animated, right? Yes, it is. Okay. So it, it is on CBS All Access, but the very first episode is on YouTube for free. Really? So I can yeah. watch that then? So you can watch it. Because we ditched the CBS All Access because Picard was over and that was a bust. and blah, Yeah. Blah. Mm -hmm. So this is an animated show about the support crew on one of Starfleet's least important ships. <laughs> <laughs> and and they they all try to be badasses. And you know, they constantly make fun of the bridge crew because they're the ones who are the stars of everything. Yeah. And there's even this joke in the first episode about the captain doing a log thanking the bravery of her bridge crew and how they never could have made it through without them mm -hmm. when it was actually the people on the lower decks that solved this. But even the opening, I have to say, is very cool. So if you have watched Star Trek over 50 years, you know that Star Trek has a certain opening from Next Generation to DS9, Voyager, and all that other sort of stuff. Well, this one emulates that, but in a very comedic way. Oh, nice. It's, it's you know, as much shit as we were giving, you know, CBS All Access, if we still had it, I would watch this. Oh, okay. 
it's a 10 episode first season and what looks like a 12 episode second season. Hmm. And it's, it's, it's cute. Even Laura was like, that wasn't bad. Which in her world is actually pretty stellar for one, an animated series, and two, another Star Trek-y thing. <laughs> yeah. and, even, and, and I didn't go into it with high hopes at all, but it's not bad. Is it worth getting CBS All Access to see? Absolutely not. Okay, good. good <laughs> it's, 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 if you have it, by all means, check it out. But... The reason that I say that it is not worth getting is because I would I would buy something like Disney Plus just to watch Mulan because that's a very universal kind of appeal, a universal kind of movie, blah, blah, blah. Star Trek, especially Star Trek, has become far more niche over the years. Whereas it, and I think it's lost some of its popularity. So the fans who are still fans are, are fans and yeah, yeah. you know, you're, I don't think regular people and I put that in air quotes are going to go, Ooh, a new star Trek series. Definitely not. Yeah. So if you have it, check it out. If not, eh. All right. All right. So what else you got? I did. I watched project power. Ooh. Yeah. That's the that? one where you've got uh, Jamie Foxx, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, they're, they're an ex-soldier, a teenager, and a cop. They uh, hunt for the source behind this dangerous new street drug that gives the user superpowers. Superpowers that they won't know what they're getting until they get it. Um, and that all the mystery behind, you know, what's going on. Jamie Foxx is looking for his daughter who's been kidnapped by these drug dealer people and Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the police officer trying to get to the bottom of things and stop this whole superpower drug. It was pretty good. I, I liked it. It was, you know, it's a action movie. Lots of shit going on. You know, shooting yep. and fighting and you know, superpower people. It's pretty good. You know, okay. for what it is. I mean, it's not like earth shattering. It's not going to change your world. It's not, you know, there's no deep inner meaning. It's just, you know, a movie about superpower drugs and how they're bad because the power only lasts like five minutes. Right. And but once it hits the streets in the movie, it spreads like wildfire and all hell breaks loose. Well, I can imagine because if you had the chance to have a superpower, yeah, you would weigh that against not knowing what that superpower is. And you can die, right? Yeah, it, you, you could just this? explode from it or, you know, what have you. Okay. Yeah. So, eh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good. It's not, you know, I, if I didn't have Netflix, I wouldn't go out and get it just for this. Okay. But, you know, if you got Netflix and you're into, interested in an action movie, this is a really good one. So, it's sort of like the the early February, March movie releases or the August, September movie releases. It's the bridge to get you through to the next really big tentpole season. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. That is okay. it exactly. Okay. So what was the other thing you watched? There's two other things. Um, I'll briefly go over the first one before diving into the last one there. Um, we, we watched 
Hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry. That's the first person movie, right? That is in 2016 first person shooter style movie. Um, you wake up, you've lost your memory. There's a woman who says she's your wife. She tells you your name is Henry. And then the shooting starts and you're running around Russia and this guy keeps showing up in all these different ways, but he keeps dying, but he keeps coming back. And uh, wow. <laughs> so much going on. So much to unpack. <laughs> there is nobody I recognize until the very end of the movie where you see Tim Roth talking to Henry and then, you know, more shooting and more running and more blood. And oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, it's kind of ridiculously funny. And yeah. what the hell is going on? <laughs> and all these Russian cops are coming after you. And oh my God. So is it as is, is it as fun as a first person shooter? Um I can see how maybe in the theater this was like vomit inducing. Oh yeah. That's right, it was, right? Yeah, I think so. Um Dwight said he saw it in the theater and it he said it's much better on the television. Uh, yeah, because you're not consumed by it in a big ass screen. Yeah, it's he. He said it was much better on the TV. Kind of like when me and the boys went to go see uh, Blair Witch Project opening weekend. I and saw only, it as a preview. And the only seats we could get were second row. Oh, dude, no, no, bro. I I even got motion sick. Oh, and I don't God, get no. motion sickness. Yeah, I was. I, I remember being just a little bit lightheaded after Blair Witch. Yeah. But honestly, I was more dis like horrifically disappointed at that was it. That was the movie. Because yeah. there was a there was a special on sci-fi like a week a few weeks before the movie came out. Right. That was giving you like the lore and the history behind the Blair Witch and all the mystery and stuff. And that was like eight million times better than the actual movie, and well, that yeah. made me totally want to see the movie. And then I see the movie, I'm like, "That's it, that's the movie." There were, and I actually said out loud at the end of that screening, "That's it." <laughs> and the people around me kind of looked at me and laughed. I'm like, "What the fuck, man?" <laughs> uh, that's funny, Killjoy. I just I was expecting so much more because that Sci-Fi Channel thing was so much better. Well, that was the that was really the first movie where a guerrilla marketing campaign was employed. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. So, you know, all the ways that they market movies these days, it goes back to Blair Witch. Oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, okay, I can I can see where what what's it um Hardcore Henry? Hardcore Henry plays better on a small screen. Yeah, it definitely is better on a small screen. Probably not going to be nearly as vomit inducing. Although if you get motion sick, it still could very possibly give you some vomit inducing stuff. So, I mean, if, if that's your, if you have a motion sickness thing, really this movie isn't worth dealing with that. Right. It's just a ridiculous action. Silly movie. <laughs> Ah, okay. That was one. Was that one or was that the second? That was the one. Okay. The very last thing that I saw, I watched that first episode of Lovecraft Country. Oh. 
With Jonathan Majors, Journey Smollett-Bell, and Courtney B. Vance. How where is- the young guy, Atticus, is going off to find his father. There's some kind of letter he gets when he gets back, or he got at some point, and driving across Jim Crow America in the 20s with monsters. Yeah. Um, it is, it was, we were talking about how, um, what, the, the Umbrella Academy, because they're back in the 50s, and how the racial tensions were uncomfortable to watch and just really oh hard. God. Oh, my God. This yeah. is worse. Like, on this a scale of 1 to 10, how much worse? This would be, like, an 11. Wow. To me, I was, it was so uncomfortable for me to watch it, and just, I, when people are, are just, when people are being kicked when they're already down and treated so unfairly, when I know that is not the way people should be treated, it even in a fictional way, even though a fictional way depicting real life, it makes me so angry. It makes me so angry and I want to hurt people. And that's good. And watching this just made me really angry, even though, you know, sure, these guys are dicks and they're racist assholes and, you know, they're fucking cop racist assholes for the most part. And, you know, the monsters come along and the racist assholes get their comeuppance. But sitting through the racist shit is really hard as I wait for the monsters to eat them. And how long did you have to wait for the monsters to eat them? The monsters come at the very, very end of that episode. And how long was that episode? About an hour. So the last 15-ish minutes, I would say, is the monsters killing people. And see, that's why I I probably will never watch Lovecraft Country. Yeah. And they do say the N-word several times in this movie or this episode where is this movie located it's on hbo hbo it's on hbo and um yeah i want to i think last time i said that jordan peele yeah and jj abrams are creators co-creators of this series i just can't watch anything with the n-word i can't watch anything racist i can't yeah. The I, very I, I, end of the episode is quite a like, oh, what's going to happen? So I might watch the second one just to see, okay, where is this going? Do they do they transition from one episode to the next or is each episode supposed to be a standalone, do you know? It's going to be a whole long story. Ah, oh, okay. All right. They are not standalone. This is a long story. He, the, yeah. I just I'm just so very tired. Especially in this climate right now. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can I, and I and I usually would say put politics aside, but with but as we record this, <clears throat> or as this is going to air, there are going to be seventy nine days before the election, and I, I can't put politics aside because they play into the racial shit that's going on in this country. Yeah. So even though the bad people get their comeuppance and I always love it when bad people get their comeuppance. I don't want to sit through 45 minutes of that kind of angst. Yeah, no, I, I, I just can't. And it can be good, but it's not even a documentary. 
If it was a documentary like 13th, then I'm on board with it because that is totally educational and fact-based and, and everything. But I just can't. So thank you for taking the bullet for this team. Yeah, no problem. All right. So kind of on that, I watched Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say kind of like that it is, uh, first of all, this is a very fun show. And there are 10 episodes, season one, on Netflix right now. And the biggest name that I see in this show so far is Kadeem Hardison. And it took me a minute to recognize him. I said, wait a minute. That's dude from a different world. And I was sure say enough, that name sounds really familiar. Yeah. He plays um, like a 40-ish, like a mid-40s bounty hunter who's out of shape, blah, blah, blah. Um And he's tracking down a guy that these two teenage girls just by chance run into. And because they have been trained with, because they live in the South with weapons and and all this other sort of stuff, they help bring this guy down. And it sets up a sort of mutual partnership between Kadeem Hardison's character and these teenage girls who also go to a very religious school like uber religious as in they have a like a christian um in this christian school they actually have leadership council and one of these girls was just named leadership council president but where i say it's got similarities is because it takes place in the south okay and there's one shot where you instantly know all the bad guys because you see the confederate flag in the background of one of the scenes and all that stuff Mm -hmm. but the show actually confronts that and says to Kadeem Hardison's character, these teenage girls say, well, you better leave this one up to us to infiltrate the country club. And he's like, why? Well, let's just say they have a very select membership. Okay. They only take white people. Mm-hmm. So at least it's, it's kind of in your face that way. Okay. I I'm interested to see how they treat, their black characters on this show. Cause there's this other kid who also goes to their same school. And one of the white teenage girls uses her feminine wiles to get this kid, to give him a piece of information about another bounty they're, they're tracking. So I'm like, eh, okay, well, <laughs> but it is, it is actually, it is absolutely very likable. Really? Well, okay. So, so in, in, in certain shows and it's happened in supernatural and it's happened um, even sometimes on Buffy where you get a badass character who's so badass that she's got attitude and you can't stand that attitude yet. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be on her side. You're totally on these girls side from, from minute one. Well, that's good. It's very, you know what? It's amusing. If it weren't R rated, I would actually put it on Disney plus. Oh, wow. Because, okay. because, but it's really kind of hard R rated for the language and the sex that that's in it and, okay. and all that stuff. And this is a series, right? Yes, it is. It is and a it's on... series on Netflix. Netflix. That's right. And it is not, a, I think part of it will be a different bounty every week, but there is, but there are overarching stories that I guess were hinted at. Okay. So I'm definitely going to pick that up. I might give that a try. 
yeah, give it a shot. So my old nemesis, nemesis, mm-hmm. nemesises. It's my only nemes- one, so it's an old nemesis. AMC theaters, you dicks. What are they doing now? Well, you know they open this week. Right. Yes. So what is happening is that 100 theaters across the country are going to open this week. Mm -hmm. So they're going to AMC theaters is going to offer an extremely reduced ticket price at 100 movie theaters this week to celebrate its 100th anniversary. Yes. So on the 20th, a select number of films are going to be 15 cents. Yes, because 100 years ago, it was 15 cents to go to the movies. To go to the movies. Now, my beef comes in that it's old movies that they're charging 15 cents for. Okay. And those old movies include The Goonies, Back to the Future, Grease, um, The Empire Strikes Back. And see, that's what that's what got my attention. Hmm. And I'm like, well, fuck you. You know, you, see, I think they did that just because of us. Oh, oh because I, of us. <laughs> I think they I think they said, you know what? These motherfuckers like Star Wars. Let's put one in there to get them to change their minds. <laughs> and it's not gonna work. I can sit on my couch and watch Empire Strays Back. Yeah, I know, but the argument that everybody has is it's on a big screen. And I remember it's pretty big. Yeah, I know it is. And, (laughs) and, and and mine is slightly bigger and, and I'm going to buy an even bigger one, but other movies that are included are, are the live action beauty and the beast, black Panther, and a couple of other classics as well. Okay. My beef comes in that that 15 cent ticket price is only good on select movies for one day. Then on the 21st, when the theaters open, I, I don't want to say fully, but with new content, mm-hmm. like the new Russell Crowe movie, Unhinged, that sort of thing, then those movies go up to five bucks. Okay. Okay. Cheaper than usual, but okay. But still, you can buy it for that. Right. So there was an appeal to it. If they even did it for the first week, of having, you know, 15 cent movies for an entire week. And it could be something that's 35 years old, like Back to the Future. Okay, so that gives me a shot to to go see it, maybe. But then I thought to myself, and I was listening to other people, and 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 here's another wrench that they threw in there too. Apparently, they're actually blocking off the seats that you can buy because they can only fill to 30% capacity. Okay. So I wa- I listened to a dude named Philip DeFranco, who is brilliant, by the way. And I think I mentioned him once or twice on this show. And he even said, you, you know, he wouldn't be caught dead in a, in a movie theater because it's indoors and he can watch this shit at home. And that's absolutely the truth. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, but I, I can't go back to movie theaters. I don't feel safe. I barely feel safe enough going to the store. And that's in, in a bigger, not warehouse, but you know what I mean, a big-ass store footprint. Yeah, yeah. Rather than a small auditorium 
and you know they're only going to put these these old ass movies in small auditoriums. Yeah, they're not going to try and put it in the biggest one. They're not going to put them in the biggest houses where you have the most seats in between you, and they're only blocking off every other seat from what I what I saw. But that can't be right because if they're only opening thirty percent capacity, that's at least two or three seats. But whatever. Yeah, whatever. <sighs> I I just can't. So <laughs> I that's what pushes me even more to getting a 75 inch TV and calling it a day. I do want to end the show with, with one thing that I saw on your behalf. What's the name of your favorite little game thing with the Island animal crossing new horizons. Have you seen the cute little commercial that's on? No, I there's a, there's a mom sitting on a couch and she's got her Nintendo switch. And she's playing Animal Crossing. Mm. Her daughter comes home, sees that she's playing Animal Crossing, and says, ooh, I have to come to your island. And then they start just playing together. That's very heartwarming. And that's exactly what Animal Crossing is all about. And and so to your point, fuck the douchebags who ruined it. But I just thought that that was a cute commercial. And it actually showed that it is a multi-generational type of game. It is absolutely. As are all games. It's a very good creative outlet as well, because you are, you know, designing your island. That's right. So I just wanted to, I, I wanted to give you kudos. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Now I'm going to have to find that commercial. Yeah, you are. It's, <laughs> it's I mean, it's, it's only a 30 second spot, but you know what? It made its point. Yeah. It made its point. And everybody, that is the watch list for, for today. Make sure you log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Catch up on all of your back episodes. Make sure you engage us. Let us know if 15 cent tickets for one day, fuck you, AMC, is going to move the needle for you. Is that enough to get you back into a movie theater? Let us know that. Uh, at symbol the watchlist pod, or you could go to thewatchlistpod.com, click on contact us. And please make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And that one day is also a Thursday. It's a Thursday. It's this fucking Thursday. It's a Thursday. <sighs> Who gets, you know, Thursday, August 20th to go sit at a movie theater? Just, uh, I, sh I should take that day and go buy my fucking 75 inch. You should. Because that that'll show AMC. them. It will show them. I, I, I don't even know how much money I put. I'm sorry. I'm railing again. <laughs> There's this little toy that I bought months ago, and it's perfect. It's called Grumpy Dragon, and it's this little plastic figurine of a dragon with its arms crossed going, <laughs> and, it, and it's perfect because I am Grumpy Dragon. All right, people. You guys have a have a good couple of days. We'll be back soon to tell you about more new crap. And uh, be safe. In, enjoy yourselves as much as you can. And um, there you go. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.